0: Hello and welcome to this sportscast. Um, another episode where we are going to be talking about the national game and how it's spreading to what some people might think are unusual uh, locations. So we spoke with the Icelandic Cricket Association, as you know, uh, last year. Uh, last week we spoke in, spoke to Abidit Khan from the German. Uh, Cricket Federation and today we are going to speak to another sporting nation that's not renowned for cricket but I'm sure that will change in the future. So today we're going to be talking to Terry O'Connor from the Czech Cricket Union Um, and yes I'm talking about the Czech Republic so we'll learn hopefully a lot more about how the sport started and is growing there with Terry. I hope you enjoyed this podcast but don't forget the podcast is now available on our youtube channel for you to watch as well these interviews are being recorded so please check that out as well but in the meantime here's the interview with Terry thank you A very warm welcome to Terry O'Connor from the Czech Cricket Union. Hello, Terry. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good, thanks.
0: Yourself? Yeah, very well, very well. Firstly, a huge thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm really grateful for you taking time out to talk to us and our listeners and viewers now on our YouTube channel about the national game in India being played in the Czech Republic.
1: No problem, man. It's my pleasure.
0: And where do we find you in, um, in the, what part of the uh, Republic do we find you in today?
1: Uh, I live in Prague in the capital city.
0: Okay and obviously being the year that we've had um, there's only one question that um, unfortunately I had to start most of my interviews since March. Um, how's the pandemic in the Czech Republic? How how have you guys been um, dealing with that?
1: Um... Pretty well actually the um Czech government implemented um, a lockdown and uh travel restrictions and mandatory mask wearing um back in uh, the end of march and as a result um we've had very few deaths um, and very few cases uh in comparison to similar sized countries um around the world and we are now uh, fully back open the entire country um, oh wow there there is one small region which still has um uh, a bit of a problem um with um a number of a uh, number of new cases each day but uh, the rest of the country is um, yeah completely reopened and um we're, we're playing sport um, with spectators. We're um, going to shopping centres and gymnasiums and swimming pools and cinemas. and
0: Fantastic.
1: Uh, school holiday time, so the schools aren't open, but uh, they will be in September.
0: That's really great to hear. I'm really glad um, uh, you guys are getting back to what we... Normal. Um, We've still got a long way to go before we get to that. I think a few more months at least, but it was good to see uh, international cricket return as well um, in the past few weeks. But um, obviously, when I was uh, looking at the, um, I was doing a series of podcasts with uh, cricket federations and unions and I saw the Czech Republic, and I'll be honest with you, I was very surprised. how did cricket get to a country that's so passionate about football and especially ice hockey? Um, how did it start?
1: Uh, the same way it has in um, most countries, if not all, all countries, with uh, a few um uh, immigrants um, who came from cricket playing countries, initially um, in particular from uh, Britain. Um, the first club was formed here in 1997 so very recently um, and it was basically made up of um, people from traditional cricket playing countries England India Australia uh, etc and um, it's very much continued mostly in that in that fashion with uh, the vast majority of the senior adult players um, are people who have moved here for, for work or for study. And um, like uh, I've been uh, shocked to find out there was cricket. here. Yeah. I, when I moved to the Czech Republic, it never occurred to me to even look to see if there was cricket. Yeah. I just knew that I would never play cricket again. Uh, that I'd never have anything to do with cricket. Um, and then um, you meet some people through work or um, through social connections and suddenly you uh, find out that there's cricket being played in the Czech Republic.
0: And how how long have you been in the Czech Republic and uh, how soon after did you discover it? Because I, if I've got it right, you're the league administrator for the union and we'll yeah. talk about that and in a bit the, as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm the, the full-time employee for... Uh, uh for czech cricket i moved here at the end of 2007 in december 2007 um, and it was two years before i started playing cricket here um i found out that it was happening i think about a year after and then it it took a while to actually decide to to actually play again um, uh, mostly due to other commitments but um, I'm, I'm now retired. I don't play anymore. Um, I, I just uh, look after administration things and uh, I do a bit of umpiring.
0: Right. And obviously, um, getting the sport and playing it at an uh, amateur level is something different. But to get it into a organized union and getting even to the status of being an associate member of ICC, that takes a lot of hard work. And... Um, because there, are, there is a certain criteria you have to be to get to that level. So that must have been, I mean, you started in 2007 or 2009. That must have been a lot of hard work for you to get to that stage.
1: Well, the cheska um, Moraski Cricket of the Spas, the Jet Cricket Union, was formed in the year 2000. Um, and we got, back then, it was affiliate status with mm. the ITU. So you used to have the third tier um and it was actually it was a lot easier to get affiliate status with the icc back then compared to associate status now um but there there was a lot of work uh done by the people involved um i was not uh one of those back then i wasn't even in the country in the 2000 um but yeah lots of um hard people who uh Established uh, not just the uh, the organization but the, the culture of Czech cricket and um, getting us involved with becoming members of the ICC, playing matches with other nations and slowly building up uh, the number of clubs in the country um, so that we could actually have a league um, which actually took quite a while. Um, uh it really only became a league in 2009 um there'd only been two three teams before that and then it was up to five teams um at that stage and now we have 16 teams competing in our domestic competitions
0: so i mean you said the criteria is a lot harder now and was that the aim i, I know you joined um... Uh, you you weren't there when it became an affiliate member but you certainly were there when um, the Czech uh, cricket union was uh, given the associate uh, membership and it is a very tough um, criteria in the sense of you need 16 senior and junior teams you need eight grounds Um, did it just happen organically or was it a goal that you'd set for yourselves in terms of we want to get to associate level
1: it was a long it was a long-term goal um and to to be honest when they made the change of um, getting rid of the affiliate level and making all affiliates associates it kind of came out of the blue um we didn't realize that it was actually on the cards um most affiliates um because we were not privy to the, that level of, of discussions. We, we couldn't participate in um, most aspects of the ICC annual general meetings, and we're still a non voting associate member, like most associates. Only the top 40 associate countries get to vote um, um, at the ICC AGM. So you still have a little bit of inclusion. Um, but yeah it, it was a long-term goal, but um and back at that that time it wasn't there wasn't an exact date of when okay, this is when we want to achieve it because the criteria was, was constantly evolving. So and it has continued to evolve. Yeah. Uh, you know, the um uh you, you didn't previously have to have um a a a women's competition um and you didn't have to have a certain number of uh women's teams that now has come in which was the deadline for all associates um the end of this year but that's been pushed back 12 months due to the covid 19 pandemic um and so yeah we, we were constantly evolving it was difficult to actually go okay by this date, we want, we want to achieve that. Um, and also that the, the nature of the situation in the Czech Republic um, was very different. We, we had a fundamental change here in 2015-2016. Uh, previously, it had actually been very, very difficult for anybody coming from most parts of Asia almost all of Asia to move to the Czech Republic for work or study. Okay. Um, Vietnam was basically the only country in Asia where you could ha- it was easy to move to the Czech Republic everywhere else. It's very very difficult. So there were very, very few people from India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. There were, there were people here, um, but most of them were um, who identified as being um, from India or, or, or Pakistan or etc. They worked or studied previously in another European country, or they were actually were from another European country. I mean, I, I had teammates who were who, a teammate who was born in Norway, but he was Pakistani. His parents had moved to Norway, and he was born there. You know, um, we had British Asians, um, but very very few people had actually moved directly um, from any part uh, of Asia. And then it became much easier. You know, end of 2015, start of 2016. And so suddenly there was a much bigger number of people coming from some of your biggest cricket playing countries in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this has massively contributed to the growth of um, cricket. Because we we didn't have that many teams. We didn't have that many players. And so it was restrictive of what we could and, and could not do. and um, but uh, yeah, now there's, there's a lot more um, uh, people who are coming from all parts of Asia, including the cricket playing traditional cricket playing countries, moving here for, for work and for, for study. And so the number of teams uh, has exploded.
0: Well, um, so t- 2014, 15, that was a pivotal time that enabled the growth to get to where you could um, Consider becoming an associate member. Yeah. So the, the, the rules around nationality being changed. Yeah. And um, did I hear you right? Uh, did you say that you're the sole full-time employee of the union?
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: And did you have this passion before you moved to the Czech Republic? Was this uh, something that you did previously? Moving to the Czech Republic as a, a full-time job.
1: Uh, no, I, I had experience of um, organising a social cricket league in Australia um, for a, a number of years. Um, and that's how I kind of ended up in the position, which I'm in, mean, which I did voluntarily for a number of years. Um, but as the, as the leagues got bigger and bigger, it stopped being something that I could do, in addition to my job. And you suddenly realise that you're spending uh, 25 to 30 hours a week doing your voluntary role on top of your your full time job. Um, Yeah, you realise something has to change. Uh, And it was simply a a, a case of I was going to have to give up the voluntary aspect um, my, my work for Czech cricket um, unless it became a job um, and the only reason it's, be- it's able to become a job is that um, my wages are paid by a government grant okay um, uh, otherwise it just wouldn't be possible we don't generate enough yeah. to be able to employ people which is the problem we employ a number of people part-time in um, different aspects. We're part-time groundsmen. Um, we um, we also pay um, we have junior coaches who get paid part-time uh, and we contribute to the um, wages of our development offices, the people who run the um, junior development aspects, because we have a lot more juniors than we have seniors um so we have uh just under 300 senior players mm-hmm. and we have 400 um children who are playing cricket every week wow um and almost all of those children are Czechs. um there's only about maybe 15 of those children who um are not Czech. um And the the vast majority of the coaches working with them are all Czechs. Um, We have more Czech coaches than we have Czech players, (laughs) 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 which always seems like an odd situation to people outside. But, um, yeah, our our junior coaches don't play cricket. They've they've never played cricket. We we taught them how to introduce cricket and and coach um, non-stop cricket and, like, Street 20 there's modified formats, um, softball uh, with the primary school kids, and the, these these coaches. They they just enjoy working with kids. They they appreciate the cricket um, as such a multi-skilled sport, um, and both physical and very um, mental side of it um and that it, it's using all the different parts of the body um and and the fact that it is uh, a team sport where you can succeed individually as well. Um uh, but it's still not enough to get them actually playing.
0: <laughs> That's something I've learned that where nations are have got a sporting culture, uh, it seems to be a lot e well easy is probably the wrong word, but it, it cricket seems to be developing a lot quicker because people are already physically, you know, I've got that sporting uh, background so that yes. they don't mind diving around and doing the aspects of fielding that doesn't come naturally to other cultures. Um, so I've heard that and you've just repeated that. But the other thing that really surprised me uh, was the uh, foundation you're building in terms of the age group cricket. And you've just mentioned the fact that um, you've got more junior cricketers than seniors, but the one big another surprise for me was that it, the um, the Czechs themselves, the, the majority, uh, because sometimes when I've speak spoken to other uh, federations, you know, trying to get the um, uh, the local population to buy into cricket takes a bit longer. But it doesn't seem to be the case in the Czech Republic.
1: Well, it was for a very long time. Um, I, when when I started playing, there was probably about fifteen, sixteen Czechs, but. Um, many of them were half Czech, one Czech parent, the other parent coming from a traditional cricket playing country. And a few, and a few of them were introduced to cricket when they were in a traditional cricket playing country. Um, but we had a number of Czechs who had been, uh, adult, adults and teenagers who'd been introduced to the game, but we recognized uh, a few years ago that the only way for the sport to be sustainable in this country is to have to make it part of czech culture to get czechs playing it it can't just be an immigrant sport mm. Absolutely. and uh, many czechs see it as an english sport mm. uh, many czechs think that cricket is croquet <laughs> or <laughs> polo right uh, with our our uh, a- academy the uh, order academy in czech republic and, Referred to as culture, uh, doing They've actually had parents um, say to them when their child has come and said they want to they want to play cricket. They're like, um, "Do you supply the horse?" <laughs> uh, and the you know you you assume like we did, and and, and anybody from a, a traditional cricket playing country, you assume that that level of ignorance would be. Problem, and in actual fact, in a lot of ways, it's turned out to be an advantage, a benefit. That because when when people from non-cricket-playing countries, when they see Test cricket or they have Test cricket described to me, they're just like, "Are you insane?" They cannot imagine how this works and why anyone would be interested in watching it or playing it. It just doesn't make sense. It makes sense to us because we've known about it since we could crawl. Um, And so we realised that the best thing to do is don't show them professional cricket. (laughs) Just go into a school with a bat and a ball, maybe some stumps, um, and do exercises that involve hitting a ball, throwing the ball, um, catching a ball, uh, and, and running around and having fun. And, you know, kids don't, kids don't know that, oh, this is cricket, a sport that is thought of as, as English, that's played mostly by people from Commonwealth countries. and things. They're just like, all they know is that was fun and I want to do it again. And that's, that's it. The approach that we we've taken—that's um, amazing. It's it's been working, and which is why we now um, is it, it's it's four hundred kids who are playing every week at the moment. Um, it would have been a lot more without the um, pandemic. And um, the last year we introduced cricket to seven and a half thousand kids in Czech primary schools. We actually did nine thousand in two thousand eighteen. We had to we actually had to step back. A bit last year because we had too many um, after school clubs and not enough coaches so we, we couldn't actually we had to the academy had to cancel um, some of the introduction sessions where they just go to schools and you go all right let's just hit a ball let's throw a ball it's catch a ball um, because we didn't have enough coaches for it and, and yeah it, it, it's working it's just and all the all the sessions are done in check know, um, it is important to us that there are enough obstacles to get kids to play sports, there's enough other distractions. We can't allow language to be one of those. Mm. Um, and so it, that's what it was essential that we had Czechs who were doing the coaching. Um, the head coach is, is a guy from England, um, but he speaks Czech uh, well enough. Um, and um, his, his wife who is Czech you know, um, assisted in writing out everything. She's communicating with, with the schools and, and parents in a lot of ways. Um, and so the, the kids are learning about cricket in Czech. And then it's we're also at the same time trying to get our adult players um, to learn some cricket, check, um, and um, because then they can be more involved. And it, when these kids get older and start, you know, some some of these kids are now playing hardball cricket in junior clubs. And in a couple of years' time, they're going to be needing to play um, in the senior leagues against people who um, many of them don't speak Czech or don't speak Czech very well. Um and they, they you know both are going to need to communicate. Um and it's uh I'm very I, I, I do a bit of a bit of coaching with them uh, very, very rarely um and I often um umpire at the junior tournaments and I have to umpire in check because the vast majority of kids we're talking about kids from six to fourteen and um there's not a strong and chicks learn english all throughout school but um they're not all strong at it they're all confident you can't expect them to um a six seven year old to remember oh wide. yeah that's that the ball's been bowled. yeah um not correctly um and it's it's but it's great fun um and i i um, I love the fact that I've, I've umpired and match completely in check. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just blown away by some of the things you've just mentioned there. The numbers of kids at such a young age, uh, the philosophy you have of just enjoy it in your own language, because obviously I'm comparing it to what I've known and heard of, the shall I say the top six, seven cricket, especially in South Asian, where it's a lot of pressure from very young age to master the game because you know uh, people are a lot more um, uh, in the success mode. It's not about enjoyment so much at that age. But to hear that from yourself that it's all about enjoyment at that age and uh, not taking it seriously and hopefully you'll take it further. That's incredible. That's so refreshing to hear because it's contrary to unfortunately what happens um uh, back in some of the south asian countries where there's a lot of pressure from a very young age but also the 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 the, the level you're going to is not um junior cricket's primary level as well you're building up huge numbers there so you've got the coaching as well because the other thing i hear is getting enough i know you mentioned that you wanted even more kids to go but just to get to have enough coaches that you can tap into or uh Bring cricket to around eight nine thousand primary kids. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, it's a very it's a very small group of um, coaches who are doing those introduction sessions, and um, often it's it's one coach to um, a hundred and twenty kids, but they don't have them all at one time because like the kids are basically in groups of twenty five. Um, and it's just half an hour, half an hour, half an hour, half an hour. Because um, they're going to a, a school and it might be that it might at the school for three hours, it could be at the school for four hours, and they're just seeing lots of different classes and introducing them and just saying, oh, you know, here's some fun activities. And if you want to do this more, if enough kids sign up to it, we can have an after-school club at this school. The thing is that um, sport is not part of the curriculum in yeah. the Czech education system. Um, sport is a, a massive element to Czech culture. Um, yeah. It is pointless to ask a Czech person, do you play sport? If The correct question is, which sports do you play? In because the I've, I've never met any Czech who doesn't do multiple sports. Yeah. You know, um, they might play um, five-a-side football. They might play volleyball, swimming, jogging, um, skiing, snowboarding, um, floorball, uh, just cycling. It just keeps going on and on. Um, um, and so getting them to do, an, do a physical exercise isn't is a problem. but. It's not part of the curriculum, but what we ha- what we have is that basically for an hour to uh, one to two hours after school finishes with the primary schools, um, they can have these extracurricular activities, and it might be sport, it might be art, artistically based. be you know, music, dance, um, theatre. Uh, it, it could be something. Um, much more like a hobby um, and these happen at the school the schools have all got sporting fields so is, um, right? they've got some facilities it might be a small hall a small five-side football pitch um, so they can be done uh, and so this is fantastic and for parents it's basically free childcare after school <laughs> um, for the um, staying there and then they might pay um, a very small fee for their child to be part of, to be doing cricket or to be doing one of these other activities um, and yeah, it's, um, it, it, it works really well to fit into um, this aspect of the Czech culture um, and we have, for the most part, most of the schools where we have these clubs, there's just one and then, might be 10, 12 kids, but we 've got some where there are um three um, different clubs and there's three different age groups because there 's so many kids you 've got um, have to split them up um, yeah it, it, it's just you have to fit we have to make cricket fit into C- Czech culture and yeah. But that's
0: something new i didn't i thought because um, i've always associated that the republic being such a sporting nation and excelling at so many different sports that it would be part of the curriculum but it's not it's after the school uh that's incredible i did not know that but in a way that shows the commitment because i know that after school all i wanted to do was come home and uh, play playstation or something like that but it shows the level of commitment and passion and the love they have for the sport that they want to stay behind so Yeah, that's fascinating to learn that. I was not aware of that. Um, Coming to uh, your role as uh, the league administrator, are your teams uh, congregated around the capital or are they spread um, around the country?
1: They are now mostly um, based in and around Prague. Um, We also have um, a couple of clubs based in Brno, which is the second largest city um and a club from Chesky Budyvitsa which is a city in the, in the southwest um, of of the country we've also have uh, been speaking to some people from um, uh, two other parts of places in the country uh, the city of Pilsen, we so we expect them to join the excuse me we expect them to join the league next year um and we've um, recently just been approached by um, some people working in a, a very small village about 50 kilometers to the east of Prague that I had never heard of. Um, but there's um, a, a large number of um, Bangladeshis working um, for a, a company there, and they've been playing cricket. In their spare time, and the company's been helping them with this. Oh wow! And then they they found out that there was a a Czech league, so they've approached us about the the them having a team in the league for next year. So we're we're working with them to get the 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 club established and um, uh, made legal and fitting on all the requirements. So it's. It is very Prague-centric and it has always been, but that is changing and we expect that to change more and more. We have interest from... There are some people in a northern city called Liberets um, who um, have aspirations. Um, they're, they're going to be a, a bit, bit away, probably won't be for another couple of years. It's similar with another city called Ostrava. Um, and you know it's it's really important to us that um you know, when we have a Czech national league that it is actually a league that is has participants from all over the nation um not just in Prague and you know the the long-term hope is that uh, to one day be big enough where you have regional leagues um that um that's a long way down the road. Yeah, you just
0: mentioned that. Uh, what could be more cricket than uh, a village team playing uh, on a nice summer's day? So that ticks all the boxes. Um, you mentioned that you know you've got the leagues going on at the moment, and um, if I'm right, you've got a forty over league and a twenty over league and a ten over competition. Is that right? The current structure in terms of the competitions.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're not do we had to cancel the forty over competition this year, um due to the um losing a few months due to the, the lockdown. Our T twenty league has just started um this morning. I think uh, I saw that on your Twitter page. Yeah, about an hour and a half ago, the, the first two matches started. Yeah. Uh, one in Prague and one in Brno. And we've just last week finished. Um, our uh, T10 league, the UCN Czech Super Series, um, so, and on top of that, we 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 have an indoor league. That surprised one. me as well. So you've got
0: the facilities to play indoors as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. We uh, we we play the matches at a, a school sports hall. Um, yeah, like. Um, there, as I said, lots of schools have sporting facilities, so it's it's not a problem to, um, for there to be available. It's just getting them and uh, utilising them, um, so yeah, it, it's it, it's interesting uh, having uh, walking through the snow to go into a hole to play cricket. Um,
0: yeah, it's what I heard when I was speaking to the Icelandic Cricket uh, Association last year about uh, how uh, they have. Uh, they don't have day-night cricket because of the um, yeah. <laughs> that sort of. Uh, See, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of um, uh, the the leagues and and you play indoor league. Do you have, what's your season in terms of uh, start and finish, or you don't? You play different sort of tournaments throughout the year.
1: Well, the, the summer season usually the first matches would begin um at the end of april okay uh, and go through to the end of september
0: similar to the english season
1: yeah Uh, and then the winter league the the indoor league is january february and usually finishes one week into march Um, and so there's 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 only a a couple of small windows between uh, the summer and winter um, and, but with the, uh, with the expansion um, or with the number of teams I- increasing and um, offers it's possible that we'll be going into October this year um, still still playing uh, that's yet to be confirmed. Um, we might have another T10 competition. In in October, Um, but yeah.
0: Um, The other thing I was really impressed with, and I've seen photos of it, is your. I'm I'm going to pronounce this completely wrong. Is it cricket Vinor facility?
1: Yeah, it's it's pronounced Vinosh. Vinosh.
0: There you go. I knew I was. uh, That looks an incredible facility for such a Um, young cricketing nation.
1: Yeah. Thanks. It's um. It's a exclusively cricket facility. Um, we, have, we have two fields there um, that we play on. Um, and we've had that for our exclusive use for crickets since 2012. Wow. It was built um, by the uh, former chairman of the Czech Cricket Union, um, a man named Hugo Banks, uh, he, him and his his family own the land, um, and Czech Cricket leases it from them. And we now he he used to look after all the maintenance and stuff, but now we have the lease for it, and we we look after everything. Um,
0: beautiful location.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's it's right on the outskirts of Prague. It's when you're when you're there uh, and you look to the north. Um most of what you can see is not actually in prague um it, you literally just have to cross the road and you 're no longer in prague uh so it it is a little bit of uh, it 's only about twenty five minutes from the from the centre um and do you have
0: um, games there on a regular
1: basis uh yeah uh there's three games there today there's two games there tomorrow um there's as, as essentially, in a in a normal calendar year, um, normal situation, uh, as I said, uh, the summer season begins. The, the leagues start at the end of April, but friendly matches will start earlier in April. And basically, from um, early mid mid April to the end of September, um, there are matches at that ground every single Saturday and Sunday.
0: OK, and uh, well, I've put it on my bucket list and I encourage as many people as possible to check out the, um, the photos. You'll definitely want to go and see to say that you've seen a cricket match at that venue. Cause it's, it's it's beautiful. I, I thought it was amazing. And um, it's every weekend in a normal year, you'll find some cricket there. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, at least um, at least once a year, some international cricket um we we run a tournament um the central european cup uh that used to be a 50 over um tournament and is now a, a, a t20 tournament it was to be in june this year but it will now be in uh, uh, september um weekend of the 26th i think it's the last weekend of september yeah um with um Still, it was supposed to be a sixteen tournament. Um, there's still a couple of little things being finalised if it would be a four team or, or a sixteen tournament. Um, and the uh, T20Is. Um, and normally every year we also have a um, international club T20 tournament, um, the Pepsi Cup. Uh, this year would have been its seventh year. And um, there clubs from uh, India, USA, um, we had clubs from Bahrain, from uh, the UAE, from England, from Italy, Switzerland, Iceland, um, playing um, in in that tournament. Um, so yeah, um, those those two tournaments are usually the, um, the, the best for someone to come along um and uh, you mentioned
0: C- the uh C- central european Cup in september 26th uh, that's been noted uh, for that weekend and i'm uh, assuming there are six central european nations that are potentially going to play or is it outside
1: well, it's, it's not just central european nations it's central european cup because it's held in central europe so right okay teams like luxembourg um have participated and they're certainly not central European. Um, okay brilliant. but um uh, there's been a lot of teams who are from central europe
0: right remember the date people uh, 26th of september hopefully fingers crossed and don't forget to check out the uh, website the uh, czech cricket union website and you can see the twitter handle on uh, behind me, uh, but you mentioned international cricket, and obviously the goal is um, for the international, the national team, to progress. Um, um, what I, kn- I know, you took part in the T20 World Cup qualifiers uh, in the European stage. Um, what are your plans for the national team and its progression? Have you set any goals or you know timelines?
1: Um, yeah, well, the uh, we're. The national team is currently ranked 54th in the world in the t20 rankings and the um the the goal is to break into the top 50 um which we we now could do this year because uh we'll be playing the first t20 i played in the world um since the um pandemic Um, so we're, we're playing, we're going to Luxembourg, um, at the end of August and we'll be playing on the 28th of August. It's the the same day that England plays Pakistan, except we play three or four hours before England plays Pakistan. Wow. We, we, we just get in ahead of them. Well, um, I hope you're going to
0: shout about it on your Twitter page because that is incredible news.
1: Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I I, I only just, a couple of days ago, realised that... I knew that the England-Pakistan series, once it got confirmed, um, that it was going to be the same day. Um, But I I wasn't sure if... um, yeah, the timing so yeah friday the 28th of august we play against luxembourg in luxembourg and uh the matches at um uh 5 p.m central european summer time and england plays pakistan at 9 p.m um yeah so you
0: you'd probably central- finished the game as well by then yeah yeah fantastic that's incredible so you're going for the first international tour since the lockdown to luxembourg yep yeah. How many games are you playing there?
1: Uh, it's a tri-series. Um, Belgium will also be there, um, so we're playing basically playing each other twice um, over the over the three days of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: That's incredible. You know, when you start mentioning um, the series against Luxembourg and Belgium, we're going to be there, and we're talking about cricket here, not football or ice hockey or volleyball or anything like that. It just sounds amazing. Um, yeah. But uh, it's an incredible story that I've heard from yourself. I've learned so much about the, uh, and it's such a young cricketing nation. And um, this the, the um, progress you made, especially at grassroots level, that's incredible um obviously it was the intention from the start to build that up but the fact that in the numbers you're talking about i can only see czech cricket going top 40 top 30 with these kids coming up uh, down the line um and the coaching they've had from a very young age thanks to you, you and your team uh the it looks very bright for cr- uh, cricket in the czech republic
1: uh, it is we've still got lots and lots of obstacles that um, we have to o- overcome to be able to continue that growth. The, the biggest is is grounds is mm. playing facilities to be able to play uh, eleven side cricket. Uh, when i when I mentioned those um, new clubs and um, even uh, the club Chester who just joined um, the, the league this year for the first time. They don't have their own ground, they have to play in Prague. Uh, and we have, a, we have a field in Brno, we have the two fields in Pinoj, we have a field at a, in a village called Galvari, which is about 30 kilometres west of, of Prague. And that's it. And the, the problem, uh, I, well, I say I know of these two teams who, who want to come into the competition next year. Um, If we don't have any more fields, we can't have any more teams on top of that because there's just simply not enough hours on the weekends for the matches to happen. Um, And it's, there's only, you know, with our geographical position, um, there's only a couple of weeks where you can even consider trying to play a, a T20 midweek um without people having to take time off work because of um the light um we're a long way away from having lights you know, we'd like to get sight screens at the field before we get lights
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've no doubt knowing how much you've progressed in the past um 20 years that that's not very long away and um, you'll have uh, lights uh, at your facility very soon as well. Um, it's been amazing speaking to you. I just want one final question. When you're at a game and there's a T20 uh, match going on and you see some uh, local Czech people walking past, do they stop and think what's going on here or is that time gone now? They know what's happening.
1: Oh no, they're, they're still looking at it. Of, of um, what a novelty, what, what is this bizarre um spectacle um uh the it's it's hard to get uh information out to the general populace um the one of our other biggest obstacles is is not not having a real presence in czech media um we don't they don't even report on the results of our national league um, and it's we've been trying for years to get that um, addressed the, I have to give a, a big shout out to uh, the Brno Cricket Club who are doing some really good work locally in Brno in the, in the media there and in um, uh, getting locals to understand um, the, the match um and what it is and um using their facility their their Brno cricket ground um because they get a lot of people walking past and and vinos we don't the people in the village uh, of of vinos they know that there's this foreign sport gets played um down the road and um if they're cycling past walking past they'll stop and have a little look for a bit but yeah, that's the end of it it's just like uh, basically they'll spend about five minutes trying to work it what are they actually <laughs> trying to like, most of them just seem to be standing there <laughs> occasionally these three people run why <laughs> um and then they'll usually go away
0: yeah i think it goes back to what you said earlier that it's it's a difficult difficult game uh, to explain especially if you're going to start with test cricket it becomes even more harder so I think it's just a question of uh, hopefully people look at it and see some action and stay stick around because uh, we know uh, we all are passionate about cricket and I'm sure uh, it will start and especially with the uh, numbers of primary age kids you're hitting they're going to go back home and tell their parents about the game and I think that's just gonna uh, you know get, get the interest going and yes i totally agree with the media part that's a huge um, uh, job by right now in different sports in different parts of the country that's where they're struggling is getting the exposure because the exposure brings the, uh, the support and the funding but it's good that at least the government is um, uh, supporting yourself um, and um, you know you're part of that their plans as well in terms of funding but terry i could speak to you um for another hour at least if not longer it's been an absolute education for me um learning so much about not only the cricket but also the culture in the czech republic and like i said um you'll be seeing hopefully a lot more people through this podcast coming to the uh, facility at Vinosh um hopefully that's a better attempt um because i certainly uh, certainly have that you're doing it uh, you don't need me to tell you 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 you're doing an incredible uh, job there by the sound of it. And um, thank you so much for taking time out for sharing it with us as well. And hopefully we'll speak to you again.
1: Oh, thank you for having me by that. It's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Brilliant. You stay safe and um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.